Chapter 12 The group stared at Vlad with their mouths open. Zora found her voice first. Tamina? What? Actually, you know what? Skip the lies I'm sure we're about to exit your lips and get straight to the truth. What is Tamina doing on Earth? And how, why is she leading a pack of monsters to destroy my people? Vlad stammered. His eyes focused mainly on Jada. Her crestfallen face punched a deep hole in his heart. I'm so sorry. I can't explain, he started, speaking directly to Jada. When Zora stepped in front of his line of sight, he looked away, embarrassed. Well, Zora snapped. With a defeated breath, Vlad shook his head and began sharing the truth about Tamina and her terrible fate due to her connection to Jael since birth. As Vlad explained why their parents felt it best to abandon her on the other side of the new earth, Jada gasped. She's a city? A city they cast away to die like garbage, Zora spat. They were wrong, no doubt, and heartless and ruthless, but at least their terrible decision saved her life, Vlad retorted. The order would have had her executed. Alongside your parents, and maybe even you, for harboring a so-called criminal all those years, right? Come on, Vlad. We both know they did it to save their own skins, and you went right along with it for the same reason. Your own sister. Vlad broke with every vehement word from Zora's lips. He couldn't refute any of her claims, mainly because, deep down, he knew she was right. The second they'd abandoned Tamina, the look on his sister's face had been enough to confirm how unworthy he was to be her brother. It was Jael's voice that had changed everything for him. I didn't want to believe that what Tamina said was possible. I hadn't yet heard Jael's voice, Vlad sadly whispered. I loved Tamina. I tried to find her ever since, and I even defied my parents' command to search for her. No one hated them from that day as much as I did. May they both rot in hell. Wait, Julian interrupted, eyes suddenly narrowed at Vlad. We had heard of your parents' demise even in our city. The death of two royals by the hands of, uh, assassins? Isn't that what they said? Sure, death threats to the unruly royals of Ego weren't exactly uncommon. You all were known to be the very worst of the royal lot. But someone following through successfully? It was such a rare and improbable thing that it stood out to everyone. Perhaps you can confirm. How exactly did they die? Vlad's eyes shifted as he internally raged. Julian's perceptive question had affected Jada. She took a further step back, hands covering her mouth. He could feel her heart closing shut at the possibility of his dark nature. Legia stepped forward until he was next to Zora, glaring searchingly into Vlad's soul through his eyes. Your supremacy, did you murder your parents for what they did to your sister? Before Vlad could muster an answer, blood-curling screams in the distance broke the tense silence of the group facing him, shaking them all back to the reality unfolding. Zora rushed to the look view and slammed her face into it, shouting in empathic pain as Tamina's creatures began their horrific indulgence on the outskirts of the city. No, 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 not the baby, no! Tamina herself had ripped a swaddled child out of her mother's arms and flung the baby to the nearest creature. It caught and instantly crushed the child with its mouth. While the warriors of the Earth Cults had appeared with high-powered weapons of all kinds, none were effective against the rampage of the creatures. Those among the group who had the stomach to look soon discovered that even the strongest stomachs were not built for this merciless brutality. Legis rushed to a corner to throw up into a bin while Jada, who hadn't looked, shook uncontrollably as tears poured down her face. Milo and Zigil held each other tightly. Zigil was the one most affected to know not just the pain of the people of the Earth Calls, but the depths of evil within her grandmother for its orchestration. 
Julian, unusually calm although clearly enraged, turned to Zora, her face contorted in soul-breaking agony. Seeming to know exactly what she needed, he placed a single hand on her shoulder. I am at your complete disposal. I will do anything, anything, to stop this and bring you the justice the Earth Calls deserves. All I need is for you to say the word. Command me, command us, and we will follow your lead to the end, even with our lives. A wave of searing clarity broke through Zora's brokenness. She felt strengthened by Julian's words and the agreeing nods of every person in the group who stepped forward under the energy of his statement. Zora gazed gratefully upon them. Vlad alone lingered behind, not from a lack of commitment to the mission, but because he sensed the group's cold distance for breaking their trust. Zora collected herself and spoke with power far beyond what she felt inside. It is clear we cannot take on Tamina and these monsters on our own. We must get to the city center where the command post will be operating. With them, we will strategize a plan to win this war of wars. Thankfully, from this vantage point, we will be able to map the safest path to avoid the enemy line in the shortest possible time. We will also be able to relay this intel as I'm certain they don't know who is leading the pack of monsters or who is behind it. Guard each other as we head out. Be your brother and sister's keeper. Zora shot an unapologetic look at Vlad for her pointed jab. As far as she was concerned, unless Jael insisted otherwise, this alliance with him was over. It had been a different kind of torture for Zora to ignore the screams of her people as she made her way through the city. Now, as they arrived at the warrior's main command post, she was agitated and ready to fight. Suddenly, the screams stopped, and the warriors were shouting that the creatures had paused their advances as though awaiting further instructions. The group exchanged confused looks while approaching the gated entry. Halt! A guard at the door commanded as they arrived. Then he recognized Zora's face. Hi, warrior! My apologies! I did not know! You're back! Swinging open the door for her, he barked to the guards inside. It's High Warrior Zora! Their gasps were audible as she appeared in the doorway. Jada mused at the look of complete adoration adorning every face they passed. The guards who had run ahead of them to inform the head warrior of her arrival had caused quite the commotion within the base. Warriors stationed there poured out of every corner despite the ongoing war, hoping to catch a glimpse of Zora as the group walked past. Zora had mentioned she was akin to a commander when they were in the sky calls, but this was something different. Each of the warriors they passed held such great reverence and love in their eyes that they would jump off cliffs upon her command. Zora was the Earth Call's hero. Their entry into the command room only intensified this reality as Zora was rushed by two warriors with tears streaming down their faces. Pigeon! Pute! Zora exclaimed as they picked her up into the air while squeezing tightly. You lived! You survived! Pute shouted as they finally released her. Obviously she did. I never had a doubt she would. Pigeon grinned arrogantly. I didn't either, Pute retorted somewhat weakly. His look of lingering grief caused Zora to hug him and whisper, I miss Raya too, every single day. Pigeon joined in by resting his hands on their shoulders, head bowed in respect for the one who had passed on. Then the entire room did the same, all uttering in unison, May her legacy last. The rest of the group stood awkwardly behind Zora, bowing their heads while glancing up with uncertainty. It was a firm voice from the front of the room that broke the silence. Its commanding nature caused everyone to raise their heads immediately. And we will ensure Raya's legacy lasts today. Head warrior Lyca nodded at Zora. I know you miss my daughter as dearly as I do. We pray she is with us 
As Jael knows, we need all the otherworldly help we can get. I want to believe your parents here today, with this odd group you've yet to explain, alongside another strange and unexpected one, is also a sign that our prayers have been answered. Because Zora, this new enemy has shown no weaknesses in the villages that have already been destroyed. Pain punctured Zora's heart to know the extent of the war waged upon the earth calls while she was in the sky. Still, something Laika had said caught Zora's attention even more. Another strange and unexpected group is here, Zora pressed. What do you mean? Well, they only arrived a little while ago through a portal in the center of the city, members of the Order, offering their assistance with a weapon we've never seen before. They claim they've halted the creatures' approach because the creatures caught sight of the weapon and are afraid to come closer. This halting has been confirmed, so it is real and it is hopeful. We have them in the conference room, awaiting our response to their offer. The more Lyca spoke, the more rage and opposition echoed from the Sky Group. Zora held up her hand so they would be silent. Head warrior, Zora muttered through clenched jaws. Forgive their interruption. Please continue so that I may receive all the facts before I offer my crucial perspective. Thank you, Zora. Lyca glared cuttingly at the group. The offer on the table is the age-old one. They will save us from the creatures should we form an alliance with them and give our allegiance to the Order of the Sky for whatever they may need accomplished there and here on Earth. They wish to live in peace with us once more, and upon their observance of the threat to our survival, they decided it was the best opportunity to show their true intentions and investment in the safety and well-being of the Earth calls. We are here internally discussing their offer now, and all reports indicate we can no longer defend our people against this enemy with the weapons we have on hand. We need the order, as much as we hate to admit it, and perhaps this allegiance may progress our larger mission to bring the gift of Jael's voice to all, even outside of their bloodlines. Maybe there can be unity between Earth and Sky. The fact that they aren't ignoring this threat to us and conveniently allowing our annihilation, as had been their rumored desire for hundreds of years, speaks to this possibility. With all due respect, head a person, Vlad suddenly interjected, unable to bottle his reaction. Do you really think they're invested in your well-being and safety if they will only help should you agree to submit to them? If you do think that, then you've already signed your city's debt warrant with stupidity. Those in the group gasped at his insolence, but it was Zora who turned and with unexpected savagery slapped Vlad across the face. It is your fault that the Earth calls are in this position, you wretched betrayer. You've enabled this destruction by your many sins and darkness. It's your sister leading these monsters, the sister you abandoned. If anyone deserves to be dead, it's you. Instead, innocent Earth civilians have died in your place. Children, babies. Lyca rose at Zora's outburst and with an eerie calm asked, Zora, who is this man and this group you've evidently brought from the sky? And more than that, please provide your intel report with great urgency. Zora glared at Vlad as she spat his introduction. Head warrior, this is your supremacy Vlad, king of the sky colonies. Then, as she motioned toward Jada, a softness overcame her face. And this is my sister, Jada. Introducing the rest of the group, Zora summarized the main events of her mission to the sky, ending with the most crucial part. While Vlad's sister is the weapon, it is Elian who has brought this terror upon the earth. I hate to admit it, but Vlad is right. Siding with Elian is a trap. Yet it may be one we have no choice but to enter, Lyca sighed. We cannot defend ourselves against this stamina and her monstrous army. From all you've told me, it is evident that Elian is evil, but right now she is the lesser evil, and we must protect our people. Their lives are worth more than this idyllic integrity you've always sought. Or maybe you do understand my decision, given your prior hate of the royals, yet your choice to work with the worst of them. 
by your account. It isn't the same, Zora retorted, isn't it? You despise this man from what I've witnessed here today. You do not trust him or even respect him. Yet here he is with you, the lesser of evils. Lyca's insightful words left Zora defenseless. The head warrior was right. She no longer trusted Vlad upon discovering how much he'd chosen to deceive them and the resulting price that was now unfolding for her people. While she couldn't think of what difference the truth would have made to their current plight, at the very least, their agreement would have been built on honesty. Now there was no telling what else Vlad had hidden or what he could have planned. In her silence, Zora hadn't seen Jada gaze upon Legis and squeeze his hand. Then her sister stepped forward to address the room. Zora jumped as Jada's sweet, soft voice rung out with unexpected power. All, I must thank you for taking care of my sister when I thought she was dead. My will changed the moment Zora reappeared, on my balcony no less. As scared as I was, having her back in my life has changed everything for me. I finally know what it means to be alive again. But I wasn't alone in my balcony. His supremacy Vlad was with me, and in those moments he made a choice to help me save her, one that could have cost him the throne and his life. Vlad isn't perfect, far from, but I have seen him operate in honor. Unlike Zora and me, he didn't have Jael's voice all his life, but once he did, once she found him, I believe he too began to find himself. I think I hold greater admiration for the one who traverses from the depths of darkness to find the light than the one already in the light who then journeys further in. Don't you agree? Tears welled in Vlad's eyes to hear Jada speak of him as though she saw his very soul before her. He never loved her more than he did now, except this love felt different. It was pure. Vlad wanted Jada to have the world, to see the world, to have the beautiful romance she now shared with Legis and become who she was meant to be, even if that meant he couldn't have her. He wanted to give to her all and more she had given him in what she'd just done, feeling his soul beyond his darkest choices. Then... Vlad realized this emotion felt familiar. It was this very feeling he held for Tamina. He now knew what she had become, and could only imagine the many she had hurt. But he loved her beyond it because he knew her soul. He needed to see her, to bring her back to herself and shower her with the unconditional love all humans deserved. Lyca responded first to Jada as Zora's head had remained bowed after her sister's display of wisdom. Jada, thank you for shedding such a magnanimous light upon the royal... I cannot say we share the same measure of capacity for trust, but I can say I will judge who he is now under Jael rather than who he was before. The goddess makes no mistakes in her choices, and that deserves much respect. Unfortunately, it doesn't change the matter at hand. Elian remains in the conference room, awaiting our response. Knowing now that she is in control of the creatures means she has us cornered. We will try to negotiate as best as we can, but we hold no cards in this and she holds all. Perhaps your group's presence with us there may help in some way. Maybe the King of the Sky Calls can assist in this regard? Will you try, Vlad? The group turned to face him, but he was no longer there. Vlad had snuck out of the room with one mission and only one. He would venture out to meet Tamina and offer her his life in exchange for the lives of all.